Cougar basketball is back in action. Gideon George, double handoff on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now, here's your host, Cleon Wall. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in sunny San Diego. Of course, it's dark now, but I'm focusing on sun and warmth since it's cold here in Utah. And yes, I wish I was there. It's one of uh, two trips BYU will make to San Diego this season. By the way, San Diego, one of my favorite cities in the United States. BYU will play the Toreros later this season in a WCC matchup. But tonight, the Cougars get to face Old Wack and Mountain West foe San Diego State. And this Aztec squad is ranked 19th in the nation. They beat Cal State Fullerton at home 80-57 to on Monday, while the Cougars had a bit more trouble with their first home game against Idaho State. BYU held a 31-24 to lead just a few minutes into the start of the second half, and then the Bengals started scratching and clawing their way back into this game. We'll drive the base. One hand whip to the left wing to Jackson Robinson. Robinson penetrate. Find Williams on the wing right side. Rudy will drive it, scoop yeah. it, and oh. miss it short. On the post up left block. Left corner three. Off the assist from Colby Lee. And knocking it down is Jared Rodriguez for his second triple. He's got six. And the Bengals answer again. 31-27. He's not yet found that run since the opening 9 nothing spurt to begin the game. Rudy Williams... His in entry to Jackson Robinson's picked off and taken all the way for a layup that ties the game by Miguel Tomley. Scoreless in the first half, seven in the second half, 32-32 is our score. Angle basketball, front court right side. They go right to left as we see it and you hear it. For the lead, McKenzie knocks it down. And the Bengals playing free and easy right now. At the 11:33 mark of the second half, BYU is down by eight. But just like those pesky Bengals, the Cougar Cagers clawed their way back into this game. I mentioned lots of climb, by the way. It's justified. You know, both teams are cats. Anyway, all the scratching and climb was not pretty. BYU turned the ball over 23 times in this game and was sitting on one three-point field goal make until Gideon George nailed one with 2.39 left in the game to cut the Bengals' lead to two. And then, of course, there was the game winner by Spencer Johnson. Spencer step back three. three. Got it! Spencer Johnson for three with 11 seconds to play. Wow. Timeout called. Spencer Johnson knocks it down and puts the Cougs on top with 11.2 to go here at the Marriott Center. Step back triple for Spencer Johnson. College basketball, I worship you. Wow. Good defense and two Johnson free throws help to finish off the Bengals. And BYU wins... That game on Monday, sixty to fifty-six. It was great to see Spencer make the game-winning plays. He's coming off the bench. He's come off the bench the past two seasons, but he's always playing hard and he's not afraid of the moment. Johnson was the big man on campus in this game, but who is going to be that big man in Southern California tonight? Mark Pope, head coach of the Cougars, says it could change every single game. We need everybody on this team that on any given night, it's going to be somebody that's going to step up, somebody that's going to sit down. It's going to be different guys every night, and that's a good lesson for us to learn right away. So this is the grand experiment this year, and it's going to be we're going to be all over the place, but it's going to be super fun. Did you hear that? Coach Pope is looking forward to the struggle, and it could be a struggle at times 
this season. Offensively, this team is still trying to mesh. You have a brand new point guard in Rudy Williams who has to get used to a new system and new players. He had four turnovers in game one, but he's a vocal guy and likes to play defense. Jackson Robinson was only two for seven from the field and is also trying to get used to playing with new new teammates in a new system. He also had two steals that led to a sweet dunk and a scoop layup in the first half. Gideon George returned to BYU after testing the waters of professional basketball. He's only one of two seniors on this roster. Guys are relying on him. He he really is talented and fun to watch, but he also shot 4 of 13 from the floor against Idaho State. Fuseni Traore played well in Game 1. I have nothing but praise for him, but he isn't going to surprise anyone this year, and he's a bit of an undersized postman. Then again, that body of his usually moves big guys out of the way. Freshman Richie Saunders and Dallin Hall showed flashes of good basketball, but they also just returned home from their missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any one of these players that I mentioned could be the guy this season, or maybe even just the guy tonight. There is no Alex Barcelo to bail them out in late-game offensive situations or provide them with leadership, they're going to have to figure out who the guy is night in and night out. As Coach Pope said, this truly is the grand experiment this season. He and the players need to figure out what type of team this is going to be. Coach Pope also sounds like he's trying to temper expectations of fans in his team. He doesn't want any pressure on them. He wants them to play free and easy, and as they do, they will figure out how to be a better team. There might be some ugly basketball as they figure out what type of team they want to be, I'll be honest, not really my cup of tea. I'm a guy who likes a lot of scoring and fast breaks. Let's just say I enjoyed the Dave Rose era for all the scoring and the Showtime Lakers teams of the 80s. On the other hand, I really like I really liked playing defense when I when I played basketball. There isn't much D to my game today, but it's fun to try and D someone up and prevent them from scoring. I think this team might have to hang their hat on defense and try to score some easy points that way off of steals. And they'll need to play good defense tonight against an experienced Aztec squad. SDSU shot 54% from the field in Game 1 and has been known as a good defensive team. This could be a really ugly game tonight. First one to 60 wins? Well, BYU beat San Diego State last year 66-60. to I guess we'll just have to wait and see. In the meantime, this is a grand adventure for the BYU basketball team. So let's enjoy it and see where we all end up. A guy who had a... Good first collegiate game is freshman Dallin Hall. His four points may not have wowed anyone, but he finished the game as BYU's lead guard. I caught up with him before the Cougs flew to San Diego. How's your body feeling? How are you feeling after first game against Idaho State? I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. Um, You know, it was closer than we would have liked, but a win is a win. And so we're trying to take what we can and learn from it. And for me personally, um, you know, my body feels pretty good. I'm surrounded with good staff, um, both coaching and strength and conditioning, so they help me keep it in good shape. What part of your game do you wish would come back a little bit quicker after the mission? I mean, is it shooting? Is it conditioning? Is it defense? Is it, like, reading defenses? What, what is it that you're like, man, I wish, I, wish I, I just understood this or I wish I could do this a little bit better? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely a feel thing. That's what I'm hoping as I get more reps, especially playing live against different looks, that my feel will continue to grow and come back and I'll learn. And so, like you were saying, making reads, I think that's what I'm looking most forward to seeing evolve and grow and get better. I know that you guys played an exhibition game and then you just played Idaho State. What was it like playing your first 
I'll call it a real basketball game. What was it like playing your first real basketball game since high school? It was exhilarating, especially having The Rock just packing this Marriott Center. So that was an amazing feeling, super exciting. Um, And I'm excited to keep playing in different arenas, keep playing in front of our home crowd, and um, keep bringing the wins home to Cougar Nation. Okay, any jitters? You know, playing in front of the crowd for the first... I mean, there were a lot of people here for that first game against Idaho State. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that I had some pregame jitters. Uh, As soon as I kind of get out there, touch the ball, um, make a play, that's when they all kind of go away and everything just feels like home. So when you're checking in for the first time, is it just like, wow, this is it? Yeah, (laughs) it is. Um, Coach gives you the down haul you're in. Uh, It's definitely a crazy feeling but uh luckily i know i'm surrounded by really good dudes out there that i trust and there's no one else i'd rather go to war with so we're going to play uh something called good bad or indifferent here (laughs) but we're going to play it with your stats okay (laughs) two for okay so you need to tell me if it's it was good bad or you're just like eh, you know whatever um two for four from the field (laughs) i'm gonna go with good my 50 percent's good (laughs) oh for one from the three-point line well, you'd love to be one for one, so um, I'll go with indifferent. Got to keep shooting, fill the game out, and trust my shot. Uh, four assists? Good. <laughs> Two steals? Uh, I feel good about that. I think the four assists, quick shout-out to all my guys. They're definitely the ones making the shots. I'm just putting the ball in their hands, so that goes all to them. I think I know how you're going to answer on this last one, but I'll give it a try. Four personal fouls. <laughs> you can't take them home with you. <laughs> were, were you expecting to play as many? You played 18 minutes in the game. Were you expecting to play that much in this game? Um, I actually didn't know what really to expect. We've been practicing a lot, and um, I've been learning a lot from Rudy. And so I wouldn't say I was expecting that. I was just ready to answer whatever coach needed from me and so that night he needed me to play a little bit more and so I tried my best to answer that call did your phone did your phone blow up at all after you got you know you you were able to play but not only play but also play late into the game too yeah um had a lot of good family and friends reach out to me said they saw me out there playing thought it was cool so that was a good feeling was it how special was it for you that you were able to close out the game? Because I, I don't think anyone here was probably thinking, oh, yeah, Dallin Hall, he's going to be able to he, – he's going to be the guy that finishes out the game for us, point guard. That was super special to me, um, especially to see how Coach Pope trusted me as a freshman to go out there with those guys and um, to take part in that comeback. And so it was a super special moment, especially after all this summer, putting in the hard work, the extra hours. And obviously, I know every game is going to be different. So whatever coach asks of me, that's what I'm going to do my best to do. After Monday's game, did you try and contact Donovan Mitchell at all? <laughs> By the way, if people don't know, uh, Donovan Mitchell talked to Dallin after he won the state championship. I think it was back in 2020. Is that right? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Um, I did not try and contact him, but I miss that guy. And I'm glad to see that he's balling out in Cleveland. <laughs> and he is playing well. You played well the other night, too. It's been a few years since you committed to BYU. Um, take us back to that time. Why did you sign to come play for the Cougars? For me... Uh, I decided to join Cougar Nation because I felt like I had formed a really good connection and relationships with the coaching staff, Coach Pope and Coach Feger and Coach Burgess at the time. And also I fell in love with the the fans here, how they pack the gym, how they come out and support. And that's an atmosphere I wanted to play in. And then the biggest thing for me was I wanted to win big and have a shot at playing pro after. And so I felt like both of those were opportune here at BYU. 
were you surprised at all how much the team had changed in the two years that you were away? Yeah, that was pretty surprising. <laughs> Come back to a roster where on my visit here, the only guy that's still here is Trevin now. So big shocker. Uh, luckily, I feel like we found the right brand of guys here. And I don't know what last year was like, but I'm glad that this is my first experience in uh, playing college basketballs with these dudes because they bring it every day and they force me to bring it every day. And so as a result, I'm able to get better. What are you expecting out of San Diego State? This is a wild place to go play down in Viejas Arena. Yeah, I'm expecting a dogfight for sure. Uh, we got to bring it. It's going to be a tough battle, and we can't back down. And we got to come in there and um, just give it everything we have, leave it all out on the floor, and make sure that th- we don't let them out tough us. The show is their student section. Is it going to be hard not to look up and see any of the crazy antics that they do, you know, while the game is going on? You know, I've never really played in front of a, quite a fan section like that, but I've always enjoyed going into other people's arenas and playing in front of other people's crowds with my guys and taking teams down, so it should be fun. Dallin Hall, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Cleo. Coming up next, we'll head to VA House Arena for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Cleon Wall with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark, I'm always jealous because it feels like every time we join forces on Cougar Pregame Live, you're in a warmer environment than I am. Well, I'm always jealous of your good looks, Cleon, so life <laughs> balances out, but it's pretty cool. I mean, walking into this arena is really nice. I, I kind of grew up watching my brother and then i played i think it was called the old sports arena or something it was a little bit dumpy and then when i when i played we uh, last couple years was on some kind of high school gym uh, (laughs) that that, i think they were building this one and and now it's it's a it's a really amazing venue it's built in the old football stadium it was really cool and they've got a good team over the years and the fans really support this program and uh, so this is, a, this is a great college environment, one of the best. I'm jealous because I'd love to watch a game down there. But let's first focus on the Cougars. You've had almost 96 hours to digest BYU's victory over Idaho State. What are you thinking today? What's impressed you or what depressed you? What are you thinking about these Cougars right now? Well, I don't like to put uh, too, mu- too much in that game. I mean, this is what happens sometimes. You, you come out. You got a lot of new guys, uh, and then Idaho State's playing free, and, and, and they're playing hard, and they, they got nothing to lose, and then they're kind of in the game. That gives them confidence, and then you start getting a little nervous, thinking, oh, man, we can't lose to these guys, and that makes you even more nervous. And uh, you know, So those, those are things happen. You see it all the time in college basketball. You see these upsets. Um, but what I was impressed with was the fact that you know, BYU made the plays when they had to. I was kind of going over in my mind today how many things had to go right for BYU to win that game. There were a lot. And uh, the, the guys made the plays at the end, whether it's Foose making free throws and Dallin getting the steal and getting hit the three. Of course, Spencer Johnson uh, you know, making plays, getting misses uh, from Idaho State. I mean, it, it had to go just right. And so that says a little bit about the team that you know they're, they're going to compete to the end, make, make plays, and 
And but 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 again, I think this tonight will be much more of a test to see where BYU is. San Diego State's a top twenty team, uh, super talented. I mean, you, sometimes you you watch warm up and it's like watching the Jazz warm up. I mean, they, they've got size and strength and athleticism and quickness, and it, it, it's an impressive thing to watch. Just the the people that they have on the floor, and, and this is going to be a real challenge for BYU uh, because. You know, those challenges they had the other night don't just magically go away. But I, I do think, for me, Cleon is a long-winded answer, I know. But uh, I think, you know, this may be the game that be, where BYU is the Idaho State. Um, uh, you know, they're not expected to win this game over against San Diego State on their home floor. But you come out and you play hard. You get in their face. You, you play with confidence because you got nothing to lose. And maybe you're the team that's, you know, putting the pressure on the Aztecs, and you have a chance down the stretch. So that's what I'm hoping to see. Uh, but it, it, it was ugly. I'm not going to sugarcoat that that uh, win the other night with all the turnovers, and, and they didn't shoot the ball well. They certainly can't do that tonight. Those things need to be addressed immediately to have any chance against the Aztecs. It was ugly on offense for BYU, but their defense was pretty stout in that game. And you're a defensive guy. You like talking about defense. What did you think of the Cougars' defense in that first game? I really like the new approach to be super aggressive in passing lanes, create turnovers. They, not, you know, they had a lot of turnovers, but then they created a lot of turnovers, which led to to baskets. So, I, I love that approach. My, my philosophy defensively is the other team should never feel feel comfortable. You should, you know, in their face on the catch, and you're just harassing them, and you pick them up. Oh, right as they cross half court, they just so so a team just never feels comfortable. It's miserable playing against a team that plays that kind of defense. Now you may give up some hoops here and there, but it's miserable to play against that type of of defense. And I also liked it, it you know, the, the full court press at times, which Mark Pope has really never run. And part of it was because they were behind; they had to run that. But the, I think that's going to be part of what they do is to throw a press at you occasionally. I think that's effective. I'd like to see maybe even a you know a zone. It's all about switching things up for me defensively. But what I do like is is just the concentration on on being disruptors. That's what Mark Pope says a lot. We want to disrupt people, and that and I think that's the right approach for BYU. And I think they have now the guys that can do that. You have good length and size and athleticism on the perimeters, and you can switch pretty much everything except for with Foos. And so you, that, that, that allows you to be a lot more aggressive defensively. And we saw that in the exhibition in the first game. And they'll have to do that against San Diego State. And <laughs> they need to create the turnovers like they did the other night, but then not commit the turnovers. So it, it, you just almost have to play perfectly to expect a win on the road against a team like the Aztecs is so good. And, uh, and BYU was far from perfect the other night. It's interesting you talk about not, you know, getting too many turnovers they had 23 in that first game coach pope has talked about allowing his players to really take control and not always look to him and the coaching staff when it comes to calling plays then again he mentioned this past week the offense looked best in that first game when the coaching staff was calling the plays i guess i look at this and say well what's it going to be on the other hand i like that he's trying to empower his players and he seems to want to be patient with these guys and i kind of like that I, i like that too did Roger Reed ever do that with you guys? And what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I, I, I think the nature of the game is such that a lot of teams are going away from set plays and those kind of things. That's almost all we did when I played. Uh, it was about a chess match, and we're going to run this play, and then they're going to run their play. And 
Uh, now it's more motions and cuts and principles, and I think that's that's just the way basketball is nowadays. But I, I think especially with a, a team that hasn't played a lot together or is kind of searching for a leader and not quite sure who's going to fill what role, uh, I think it's important, especially in the critical times of the game, to kind of give some structure to guys so so they don't have to wonder where the shot's coming from. They know the play, they know what they're supposed to do, and they know who's going to shoot the ball. I think if you have that, it gives you a little confidence, especially late in the game, and that's probably why Coach Pope went to that. But I think ideally he wants to let his guys do their thing and, and just you know work in that, that motion offense and, and find shots in that. Which is great, and you and I, that, I think that's the right thing for for them to do. But with this younger team, if you want to win games, especially in those late situations, you just can't afford to do that. And I think it's all right to have a mix of that. And and as the team earns it, as they you know prove that they can score and do things in in a kind of more of a free environment, then you let them do it. But you, they kind of have to earn that a little bit. And it'll be a process with this young team and the fact that they're just kind of a lot of new guys playing together for the first time. Mark, our conversations always go fast. Thanks a lot, and good luck on the call with Greg tonight. Cleon, my brother, always a pleasure. <laughs> Let's go Cougars. Exactly. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ian. All right, thanks a lot to Mark Durant, who's down in San Diego. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live. Here's Cleon Wall. All right, welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for BYU and San Diego State, which starts in a little over a half hour. Looks like the BYU women's soccer team is going to move on in the NCAA tournament. Right now, they are leading Utah Valley 3 0 with about eight minutes left to go in that match. Their next match will be next Thursday. Uh, other NCAA basketball right now. Uh, University of Utah hosted Cal State Bakersfield. It's already gone final. Uh, Utah wins 72-44. to They shoot 48% in this game. Nine three-point field goals in the victory. In Mountain West action, Utah State University right now is hosting Bradley. And uh, at last check, it is 42-29 with one minute left to go in the first half. Other men's basketball right now. In the uh, second half, fifth-ranked Baylor is leading Norfolk State 48 to 36 and 10th ranked Arkansas beating Fordham 40 to 29 with 15:26 left to go in the second half. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Ahas Arena for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rebell. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. And on this Veterans Day, we say thank you to those who have served and are serving our country. And to all, we say welcome courtside inside VA House Arena. On the campus of San Diego State University is tonight that the BYU Cougar Hoopsters play the only true away game on their non-conference schedule. And if you're going to play only one non-league game in enemy territory, you could choose an easier venue. But instead, the Cougs tonight will play a top-20 team on one of the most dominant home floors in all of college basketball. It's extremely hard to come away with victories at Viejas. That's exactly what BYU did in his last visit here almost two years ago. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Grubel. With me is my broadcast partner and former BYU Ironman, Mark Durant. And it was 25 years ago this week that Mark and I called our first-ever regular season BYU game together. And that call happened in this building. It was November 14, 1997, and BYU played its regular season opener against San Diego State. It was a non-conference game because the two teams were not on each other's league schedule in the old whack rotation days. The building was then known as Cox Arena, and it was the Aztecs' first regular season game played in the venue, which had only opened four months prior. And Mark, a BYU team coming off a 1-25 season, came in here and pulled off a minor upset that day, winning 73-59. A win tonight by whatever score would be a much more significant shocker. This Aztecs team is very, very good. Yeah, great team, a lot of experience, uh, top 20 team. And then in the throw in this environment, this is comparable to the kennel, in my view, of, of very difficult places to play. You know, Greg, you know you know what a, a reminiscer I am. I like, I like to reminisce. And I'm thinking today, you know, what a great rivalry it has been with San Diego State. I mean, outside of the in-state rivalries, the BYU-Aztec rivalry is as good as BYU has, and they've been playing so many years. And I remember as a small child going, getting in the car, driving to California, watch my brother and Danny Hange and that group play Michael Cage and Tony Gwynn, and those were great, great battles. And when I played, San Diego State was a little bit down, uh, but then uh, they, when Steve Fisher came and the program really rose to great prominence, and we've seen some amazing games between these two teams. I mean, that coming here, Jimmer uh, against Kawhi. I mean, that was one of the best college basketball, top five teams each, one of the best college basketball games I've experienced in person. Then, of course, the game at home. And it, it's just been two really, really good basketball teams the last 10, 15 years. And I love this rivalry. And I also love, Greg, I'm talking a lot here, but I love that San Diego State wants to play BYU. I mean, how many of those old conference rivalries do we see still going forward? Hardly any. And San Diego State consistently will go home and home with BYU, and I love this rivalry. He is Mark Durant. Coming up next, we'll hear from Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center. I mean, hey, beg your pardon. Live from Viejas Arena. <laughs> we wish. Um, yeah, we wish. <laughs> On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU in San Diego State coming up. Bottom of the hour here at VA House Arena in San Diego. Cougars and Aztecs each coming in 1-0 on the year. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank for the support you need to power forward. Zions Bank is for you. And I ask Coach Pope to size up the challenge facing his relatively new group of players 
against one of the most experienced starting teams the Cougars will face all season. Yeah, I mean, they're a veteran, veteran team. I mean, it's just you look down the roster, it's senior, 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 super senior, super senior. So, um, and they're really good. They've been together. They've added a, a new piece that's two new pieces, actually, uh, that are super explosive for them. And then they have the, the whole core of their team back, and they're veteran guys. They, they've been playing this way for a long time, together for a long time. It's a really good team. It's why they're a top 20 team right now. You've played them fairly regularly. How much does that help with the prep? Well, I, I think um, I think it helps our staff a lot. Um, our players are new, and so you know they're going to they're going to have to. You know, we're going to learn a lot tonight. We're going to learn. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. The experience is such a great teacher. So, for example, winning catches is such a massively important part of this game. It's why we've won the last two years. Is because we we walked in this game knowing, understanding what it meant to win a catch. Now that sounds simple, but explain why maybe it's not against a team like this. Well. Well, you know, this is a team that's in the past, and it's really handsy, it's really physical, really athletic, and really long. And so, um, you know, the place you win catches, you win catch. You have to win a catch against a press. You have to win a catch on a dribble handoff. You have to win a catch on a wing catch to initiate offense. You have to win a catch in the post. You know, you have to maintain a win of a catch of a rebound. You know, they love to slap rebounds after you get them. So you're in there fighting for your life to grab a rebound. You finally secure it and bring it down, and someone from your blind side comes and slaps it away. So... Um, Not like shooting is the last thing you got to worry about, but it's it's in a way it's down the list. Yeah, yeah, it's hundred percent down the list. Um, you know, right now it's just it's a it's a possession game. Can you win enough catches to function? And like I said, the last two years we've been really successful doing that. Um, and then obviously, you know, on the defense side, you got to rebound this ball, and and that is a massive endeavor. You know, the word from their senior scrimmage with UCLA was that they out rebounded UCLA by eighteen, hmm. and that's um, you know that's a big solid uh, quality top 10 team and so um, they, they, they pose those problems every year it's in their DNA um, they have a really really dynamic transfer guard now that can really score and trammel he's, he's a problem and he's a great compliment to Bradley Bradley kind of had to carry the, the load by himself in terms of being a really creative offensive player Butler it's been really fun to see him grow because every year he's gone from like a just a role player to now where he actually can be a lead dog on the scoring front and it's just been because he's hung in there and kept working and working and working now you see him as a veteran player who can really have an impact scoring so uh, this, is a, this, is a, this is a really good team it's, it's not easy to be a top 20 team and they are what makes you feel best about your ability to compete with that team we've just described? Well, I, you know, I, I do feel like we have some guys that have been in this game and been successful in this game. I like that. Um, I like that our team is pretty together. Um, I like the fact that we've shown some resilience over the last, you know, our scrimmage and, and exhibition and, and first game. Uh, we're going to need to uh, multiply all those by 100 tonight to, to, to come away with a good showing, and, and I think we can. I, I think it's super exciting to watch these guys grow. It was one of Foose's first, um, I'm not going to call it a breakout, but it showed early against San Diego State last year what he could be for you. Yeah, it was really fun to watch the film because they beat us on a dribble action twice where you know, you, where Foose literally had zero reaction, meaning meaning he was standing there and he got kind of blindsided and screened and just and didn't even move and gave up a layup and then a dunk. And um, it's been, and as we go back and watch the film, you know, as you're, as you're scouting these teams as you've played before, you always go back and watch the previous year 
years or previous two years film and um, it's fun to go see that and just understand how young Foose was in the college game to be thrown into that situation and then how much he's grown um, and so yeah he's had some experience in this game he's been successful he knows what Mensa feels like um, mm-hmm. who's, who's the, you know he's the bedrock foundation of this team for the last five years and so um, that'll be an advantage for him when you came in here two years ago there was no one in the stands that'll be different tonight yeah it, it, it's, we're, we're really looking forward to it we're not going to be able to hear anything these guys are going to take a beating verbally uh, and emotionally and, and that's actually what you love about college basketball and, and then we get to answer the question right now tonight are we strong enough to, to, to not be uh, distracted by fans or mistakes or anything else can we focus on the next play can we be engaged in the next play that's going to be so important for us tonight and, and we won't be perfect at it but the, the, the better we are in that space right now uh, the more success we're going to have tonight Coach thank you for the preview best of luck and we'll talk to you post game thanks Chief alright that is Mark Pope time now for tonight's keys to the game brought to you by your local Ford stores BYU basketball is built Ford proud Mark Durant gives us his keys to tonight's contest uh, clearly turnovers have to come down for BYU I think 13 uh, is my magic number if anything above that you're going to lose and anything below maybe you might have a chance in this one and then the other thing for me is Gideon George has to play well because San Diego State's going to really cover the three-point line they've got a lot of size in the interior but where I think BYU could be successful is off the dribble getting in the paint and scoring and Gideon's the best at that he needs to take care of the ball be very aggressive but he's got to get at least 20 points in this game if you ever beat a really good team on the road you can usually say that was the night that this guy did this I mean he you have to have a superlative effort from one of your guys to win and I think to me Gideon's that guy those are Mark's keys to the game as we go to break we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations Big O Tires the team you trust the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next live from VA Haas Arena in San Diego on the new skin BYU Sports Network It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are coming to you from courtside at Viejas Arena on the campus of San Diego State University for this renewal of a rivalry be contested for a 77th time all-time. BYU's won 50 of the previous 76 and still has a slight advantage in SoCal. BYU is 19-18 and 18 in games played at San Diego State. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host, Cleon Wall, filling in for Jason Shepard. Jason had the soccer call tonight, soccer defeating Utah Valley UVU. Jen Rockwood's team into round two of the NCAA tournament. Our control board operators, Corbin Radford and Logan Gardner. Terry South is our coordinating producer. BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. Broadcast intern, Shiler Johnson. And you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Mark, uh, Monday's regular season opener was in some ways exactly what you might have expected. 
from a BYU team incorporating three new starters into a new-look lineup against Idaho State. After a strong start, the Cougars stalled. BYU's two seniors had some senior moments. Almost everyone had turnover trouble, and it was a game that BYU was in danger of losing. But after the grind came the glory, and hopefully it's a win that helps to forge maybe an early identity of resiliency that will certainly be needed as the Cougs discover just who they're going to be in 2022-23. Yeah, there was a lot I didn't like about that game. I thought it was was sloppy. I thought BYU played in a lot of ways to not lose rather than go out and just play and, and try and win the game. But I, I think at the end when their back was against the wall, they did play that way. They got super aggressive. They got... You know, they believed in each other, and, and those kind of things can be more important than uh, a lot of other things, especially early in the season. If you've got guys that believe in themselves and will play hard and just kind of keep playing even when things aren't going well for you, and then you have success, that kind of you know affirms in your mind that, you know, if we just stick together and play hard, good things will happen for us. So that, that was a real positive in an otherwise pretty dark night, but... The, the real positive was they got the W and, uh, and get a great opportunity here to be an underdog and get after it and play loose and free. And, and I'm excited to see a different team tonight. Coming up after our break, we'll hear from San Diego State assistant coach Dave Velasquez as the BYU store Cougar tip-off show continues live from VA House Arena in San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. And you are tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. We're getting you set for BYU's road opener against the San Diego State Aztecs. Shout out again to the BYU women's soccer team. Earlier tonight, defeating UVU to advance to round two of the NCAA tournament. Here on the hardwoods, it is BYU and SDSU. Both teams will want to know after season opening wins on Monday night. The Aztecs winning their 10th consecutive regular season opener and 18th straight home opener. Head coach Brian Dutcher now in his sixth season as head coach. He has won 21 or more in each of his first five seasons. And this year's team is loaded with veterans. Of the top 10 players, nine are juniors and seniors, including four seniors starting, including exciting transfer Darion Trammell, who scored 18 in the Aztecs season opening win over Fullerton on Monday. A short time ago, I chatted with Coach Dutcher's top assistant, Dave Velasquez, to preview tonight's rivalry renewed. They've been exciting games. I'm, I've been fortunate. I've been here 20 years uh, with San Diego State's program. Some of the greatest memories and, and bad memories, to be honest with you, on our side from San Diego State side versus the Cougars. Unbelievable program. Incredible tradition. And to me, the biggest thing is always well coached. And, and Coach Pope is, again, doing an, a, a fantastic job with a new group, completely new nucleus of guys. Alex Barcella was an incredible player. Caleb Lohner was out, outstanding. I mean, those are two hard guys to replace, and this team is starting to get their feet under them, and, and we know they're going to play their best basketball tonight, uh, and we're ready for them. Coach Pope is trying to work in some new pieces, albeit with some experience at other places. You, conversely, bring a lot of the same guys back in a lot of the same spots with a couple of new pieces in. Yeah, it's part of your program is to, to continue to bring guys back and not have transfers and to have guys that are, are you know, like a Keyshawn Johnson who's starting for us tonight, who's freshman year, he barely got off the bench. And then last year he started every game, and now he's a guy we can really trust on both ends of the floor. And we have a Jaden Ledee, a transfer from TCU, who's four years into the, you know, college basketball. And then go through right down the line. Nathan Mintz, a five-year starter. Matthew Bradgey's five-year starter in college basketball. You go to uh, Adam Seiko, who's now this is his sixth year of college basketball. And we have 
have a we have an older group, we have a mature group, but at the same time, this is really the only the, our second game, third game if you count the exhibition that we played together in front of fans. With college basketball's tenor, so much of transition, moving to other places, looking for their opportunities, what has been the key to keeping this group together and letting them grow old together? I wish I had the answer to whatever the secret sauce is to make sure that our guys continue to come back. It's I, I believe it's our daily habits that we have every day. We don't play politics. They know why they are playing, why they, what their role is. Uh, we've done a fantastic job with the, the younger, the older guys teaching the younger guys, and then those younger guys end up becoming the older guys and kind of teaching them the way. The players are the culture. Any any coach who takes credit for a culture, it, that's not that's not accurate because we're only around them a certain amount of time during the practice and, and, and rules. When these players are together away from you, that's your culture. It has it's to be who a, they are. It has to be who they are. You have to recruit the right pieces. We are really meticulous about who we bring in and what kind of what's their background we try we call it we got to do your homework on every individual and we're all as adults we all have people that know us maybe sometimes better than ourselves it's the same thing with any player you recruit come out of high school or transfer there's somebody around them that knows them better than they know themselves what makes them tick what makes them really angry um and and i think we've done a fantastic job with that and that's part of what our program is and byu for a lot of years has been the exact same way and i expect them to be that way that's how these two programs these basketball programs are two of the best on the west coast and two of the best in the country and it's, it's that's not bragging. That is facts. That San Diego State and BYU are two of the best in the country. All right, back to tonight for a second. You've seen a game from BYU. What have you seen? They're a group. They're playing really fast, and they're and they're flying that ball up the floor. And in the half court, they're getting shots up early, and they're they're taking advantage. And you know, to me, Treyor, his his growth is fantastic. His ability to use his body, outstanding rebounder. Gideon George's growth. I remember when he first got to BYU, his, where his skill set is and where it is now. It's night and day, and it just goes on and on. Rudy Williams is a great player. He had a tough game on game one, but that happens with transfers where, you know, starting to get into a system, he has a lot of pressure, but then to have a guy like Dallin Hall, who's a freshman, and playing his first real collegiate basketball game to come in and step up the way he did, and the BYU fans, you guys know how good Spencer Johnson is. He's one of the most unsung heroes of BYU the past year. He is a stud, and he's always going to step up and make the big shots, and he stepped up the other night and hit a huge one to win that game. Love your previews. I'm not sure we're going to do this again, but I hope that these teams keep playing as we go uh, uh, on to who knows what for both programs. Absolutely, and uh, honestly, it's, it's as much fun as it's been all the years. We hope to continue it, but we wish all the BYU. The, it's a, such a respected rivalry between both coaching staffs and administration and everybody and fans. It's creative. It's fun. The fans really get into it. There's, yeah. They act like there's some type of hatred image, but at the end of the day, it's, this is what college sports is all about, and we're excited that we get another chance to do it tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to an unbelievable early college basketball game in week one. Coach Velasquez, thanks again for the time. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that is San Diego State Assistant Coach Dave Velasquez. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU and San Diego State coming up at a raucous VA House Arena by the first media timeout. What's your dream scenario tonight, Mark? Well, you, you're up four or six, and the crowd's sitting on their hands. I mean, that, that would be a huge start to this game for BYU. You, you don't want to be – how many times in this building even, Greg, we've seen BYU down 10-20 at that point, and, and the game's over. You're just fighting to get back in it. Tip-off of BYU and SDSU coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.